Good evening, everyone. This is Talha with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. It is still Mercury retrograde, and I have been doing everything else except <laughs> coming in here to sit down and record. And, and let me explain why. The way I sound during Mercury retrogrades is just to me completely different. I might be too wordy. I might even miss a, an important word in the middle of a sentence. I mean, I I omit certain words. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm, I'm doing half the time when it comes to Mercury retrograde, no matter how much I plan. So I've learned to surrender. I just finished rearranging some flowers. <laughs> and I didn't say arranging, I said rearranging. Um, I walked around the house, I don't know, looking for shit to do, everything just to avoid Mercury retrograde recording. But we're doing it again. Tala's taking risks left and right. Because uh, I can't tell you to take risks if I don't. So this this is it. This is it. This is what you're going to get tonight. That's it. Whatever this is. <laughs> and hopefully I can deliver this topic, which is really darn important. I think um, I definitely can relate to it on a more personal level. And that is the complying or dealing with authority. Us as human beings have been shown to have difficulty, some of us have difficulty with authority, whether it's a authority at work, like a supervisor, or authority in another way, anyone that you might perceive as an authority. And I kind of briefly talked about that last time in the last episode, but I just kind of, I skimmed over it. I wanted to go into depth with it tonight. It is really important for us to look at this. If you've ever looked at an authority and had problems taking or following orders from a supervisor, from a, an employer, uh, this is the episode for you. I have often dealt with supervisors, and I at one point was a supervisor, and I got to tell you, it is hell being a supervisor. It is hell on earth. I give lots of props to the people that are supervisors out there because it's a rough job. What I mean by that is that we all have ways that we look at authority that's conditioned way before we even get to work, uh, way before we even start taking orders. Usually it starts during childhood. In a way, our parents condition our response to authority without them knowing that, actually. And sometimes it is on purpose. You know, we're taught to respect authority, not question it. Unless we grew up in a very collaborative type of parenting, uh, then we've we've got an opportunity to, you know, have our voice heard in this type of process. But if you've grown up in some sort of trauma, some sort of emotional neglect or abandonment, a lot of the times you'll find yourself being angry quickly at authority. This is really a very important topic because it kind of ruins our livelihood if we become hotheads at work when we often perceive injustice like you're that guy or that girl that often perceives there's an injustice and you start looking at the system and tearing it apart in your head and sometimes even out loud you might gossip about the supervisor about how the system is ran 
All of which is just to say that you are not good with authority. And how I know that there's no injustices being done is because you at any time can walk out of this job. But a lot of the times we just sit there, we pretend like we're helpless, we don't have any decisions, well, I gotta provide. Well, then that's a decision. It's not like it's a helpless, nobody's holding you hostage in that in that job. You want to stay because you want to stay, right? So whether you come from a family that has really not heard you growing up, parents that have not, or, or caregivers that have not met your needs in some way, you will often find yourself distrusting of other uh, authoritative figures. Somebody that you might perceive uh, can tell you what to do. That's basically the trigger. It's like they can't tell me what to do. Our mind just goes to pieces in those situations and we find ourselves going back to that child self that just wants to fight with authority. But this time we're adults, so we are louder, we are bigger. And so we perceive that we can get our needs met where when we couldn't do that before as children. Okay, hopefully that gets us kind of started on understanding what I mean by people that have difficulty with authority. Okay. When we look at some of the things that we do that really comes naturally to an individual that has problems with authority, of course, because of their past and because of the the way they perceive them in a distrusting way, basically, another way to say that is that every person that has problems with authority usually, usually takes whatever their mom or their dad or their caregiver had done to them on somebody they perceive as an authority. So a supervisor could do very little, but if I come from a place of uh, childhood problems with that in that area, uh, then more than likely I will try to discredit real quick an authority. I will question why they ask me to do something. I will nitpick and start comparing myself to other people and uh, and you know, why are you not going to talk to them? And why are you talking to me instead? And this supervisor is out to get me and all that nonsense that just really is just saying that you, you, me, we've got baggage if we're doing that. Okay. It happens so often. And again, we justify it. We think that there's a villain at work (laughs) who's out to get us. Instead of person that's given us feedback, sometimes they say f- feedback in some crazy ways, but still, I mean, it's still feedback. I'll take it. Uh, they pay me for it. So I tend to have that mentality, but I can understand how we can get real quick at discrediting authority. And that's the first thing that we do with people. So this starts off you know, from an early age where we think our parents are supposed to be perfect. And let's say we have less than perfect parents. Of course, a kid thinks in extreme ways. They they just, they have a hard time with the middle, right? It's, it's either really exciting or really sad. And, and that, that makes sense, right? So as we age, we find that our parents were not that perfect. <laughs> and so instead of perceiving that, hey, they're not that perfect and I'm not that perfect either and they just didn't know any better and they only knew what they could and that's how they raised me. If they knew better, they would have done better perhaps. No, we don't usually think that. When we hold a grudge, we tend to think, well, they're not perfect. 
and we've never really resolved this issue becomes an unresolved issue with our parent between our child and our parent relationships uh, and so it does seep into other areas where I could perceive a supervisor for example as they have to be perfect they have to you know do everything by the book it's so funny how much sometimes we can look at a, a supervisor and we'll say well they were late too they they did this too and we're looking at them and we're discrediting them right we're discrediting their their personality their what they stand for their role as a supervisor we're just tearing them to shreds in our head and we do this again because we're trying to kind of prove to ourselves that they're that they are imperfect and they are in fact imperfect because they're human and at that point i lose all track of my myself and how imperfect i am doing this shit to other people <laughs> right the whole thing is pretty nasty it it goes nowhere it does nothing for you uh but it um more than likely gets you to a place where you can't stay at a job too long because you eventually create problems, you create chaos within your mind, which eventually results in chaos outside as well. This whole thing is, again, happens so quickly uh, during the 20s. It'll start popping up a lot in the, the you know, from early adulthood onto middle, middle adulthood. But trust me, I've seen it where it's past that and people discredit all systems, you know, it's kind of that lady or the the man that finds a problem in every medical office they ever went to or any government office and they just think it things should be perfect and they work they should be professional and they should behave professionally and i told them off and the whole thing is just it's um it's ironic, isn't it? It's like I'm telling them to be professional and I suck at communicating. <laughs> I'm cruel. I'm mean. I'm going to wipe the floor with you because I'm entitled to my opinion about your professionalism. Oh, man. It's just nasty. It's just nasty. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying so far. We're 11 minutes in and I'm telling you, it's... <laughs> Oh, we the Mercury retrograde, it's hitting me left and right. I don't know if you're feeling it yet, but I am. Okay. So we're getting to a place where we're looking at this. Tala, how do we heal this situation? Because first, you know me, you know my style. I have to tell you what it looks like. So this way it doesn't hide from you. Then when you see it playing out in your life, then you'll be able to catch it a lot faster because now it's exposed to you. I hope that makes sense. That's how I really do almost every episode i want you to see what it looks like in a behavior and an action so this way you don't think it's an abstract thing like problems with authority would be like an abstract thing no i want to make it i want to make it to where you actually see it in pieces right so you you know how it plays out and the stuff that you might respond to now if you're a supervisor this might even help you even more because you'll understand the psychology behind people that are subordinate and how they deal with authority has a lot to do not with you as a supervisor unfortunately has a lot to do with their past and how they deal with authority so this is it works out for many people they need to know this information i think it helps us all as human beings to deal with one another because Believe me, that person who's responding in a hot head way is really suffering. With all compassion, they're really suffering. 
um, I've, I've even dead, dealt with supervisors that were really uh, cruel and, and loud and accusing, uh, you know, and so, you know, I had to deal w with supervisors that had a hard time giving feedback because of <laughs> the type of people that had a hard time taking feedback. And so I often, often um, have to deal with with that defensiveness from supervisors. They usually have a hard time giving feedback because they've been done so wrong before. So I get it. I get it. If you're a supervisor, please understand that you're allowed to give feedback. It is part of your job. And whether they take it or not, that's their business. It is not based on your level of performance as a supervisor is the best way to say that. Okay. So once we identify all this, we want to heal it. And healing it means I take responsibility for it. I want to go to my past. I want to check out what kind of beliefs, and I might want to write this down, what kind of beliefs do I have about authority, about my parents? What do I believe they are? And this is just really learning to look at this with acceptance, not fluff it up and you know, play a delusional part about them. No, no, no. I need to accept that my parents are blank, whatever they are, and they've done blank. We need to accept their role. A lot of the times as, as children, even adult children, we will protect our parents, but it's not any, it's not getting us any closer to acceptance. I want us to get closer to acceptance. So this way we know what to do next and how to heal that. But it's really identifying those beliefs because you still have them. They're unresolved in there. You still have not adultified them. They're still in that childlike state of, you know, I don't trust authority. They're not to be trusted. I'm going to fight back. And we really verbally and emotionally fight back instead of being at peace with this idea that, you know, this stranger who happens to be a supervisor has nothing to do with my past. I need to kind of start detaching my ego, my past, and thinking I'm right about people and detaching that away from from others. So this way I don't impose my baggage on them. It's really a work in progress for all of us. We take responsibility for our emotions, for our offense at work. We start looking at supervisors and really listening to what they're saying. Even if they come to you in a defensive way, you know, I will acknowledge today that many supervisors come at me in a defensive way and that even makes me act more peaceful because I know their job is hard and I know that they think I'm going to talk back or I'm going to question their authority. No, I mean, they're giving me feedback that I've learned to take the feedback uh, quietly, to reflect on it and to see it as it will make my job better. For example, if my boss, and my boss has told me before, Tala, can you please come in on time? And they're allowed to say that. It's not offensive to me anymore. They're allowed to say, Tala, please come in on time in the morning. Yeah, because, you know, we have to do the paperwork before this and blah, blah, blah. Whatever the reasons are, they're allowed to say it. They're allowed to say it. They're making my job better. They're not making it worse. They're not trying to come out and get me. They're just making sure that I get paid and it makes sense for me to show up early so I can get paid. Not, not a problem with me today. I really listen to what they're saying. I have to sometimes 
overlook how they're saying it because my interpretations of their personality and how they said it and what tone they used and how they were looking at me and they thought they were better and they thought blah 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 and they thought and I I try to stay away from those uh, types of thoughts because they're delusional I don't really know what people are thinking Uh, for all I know maybe that's the way they talk maybe they're a little rough you know my mom (laughs) is always loud always always like this this woman I love her, but she's always loud and she knows she's loud. And I'm like, Hey mom, can you please like, <laughs> like, you know, bring it down. She's like, I can't, that's just how I am. <laughs> and so I've learned to, uh, respect people's tone. It's like, Hey, that's, that's how they are. I get riled up and passionate about something. And sometimes people might perceive that depending on where they're from. They might perceive that as a problem, but for me, culturally, we just all get riled up anyways. <laughs> I could be talking to my uncles and they're, they're passionate about their, their topics too, and they get excited about it. And so I think it's just for me, a cultural thing where I get excited too, and I get passionate about what I talk about. It works for me. I've learned to accept it. Uh, but I also understand if people take it in in the wrong way. And I've learned to also clarify for people if they need to do that. I have no problem doing that. I don't have a need to be right. Uh, and I don't have a need to uh, prove a point today. I work on that consistently, friends. Okay? There's no perfection here. <laughs> So once we've taken responsibility for this offense, we start getting offended and we first have identified the beliefs, we start taking responsibility for our feelings, then we're going to get to respond differently. So let's say I usually question or argue somebody's uh, feedback, I will withhold and I will listen completely even if I'm brewing on the inside like a witch's brew, I'm, I'm on the inside working the situation out. I'm still going to be withholding. Okay. And I'm going to wait until I hear this person out. I'm going to learn this skill of listening to people, really listening to what they're saying and not how they're saying it and all the interpretations I'm making out of this, just really what they're saying. This is a skill that takes time, that takes a lot of time. And as I'm doing that, I'm going to sift the actual information they're telling me and I'm going to separate that from the information I think they're telling me. (laughs) Okay, so uh, if they're giving me feedback about something, I want to make sure that I get it in my head. They're giving me feedback about this certain thing, how they're saying it, what they're saying it about and what they mean and who they're comparing me to and blah, blah, blah. Even if they're saying the comparison business, that's cool. They're allowed to say it at any time. I can get up and walk out and leave and I'm not helpless. I can find another job. So I know that I stay there by choice. I am never there uh, held hostage. I am always there on purpose by choice. Okay? So do not take that away from you as a, with the way sometimes people talk about it. Well, I can't leave because I have to provide for my family and I can't, I need this job. Cool. Yeah, that's, I want you to remember, this is important that you need this job. It's important that you want to stay there and you want to commit to working there. Cool. That's a decision, friends. Don't take that away from you and call it something else, okay? So dealing with this is a gradual work and we work on it every day. We want to make sure that we're going to get to a place where whatever we thought were threats about supervisors or people telling us what to do, 
is no longer there. I am so aware of them at least. I'm so aware of them that I notice when they're about to act out in my life and then I stop. I don't respond on them. I wait, take my time, do a little breathing, maybe take a time out and handle myself, do a little pep talk to get myself grounded uh, on the inside, rooted. So this way I don't take it out on anybody else. It's not anybody else's fault that they are supervising and they're giving me feedback and that I came from a situation where authority was dirt to me and I'm taking it out on people today. I hope that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good place to leave off. I don't want to overdo this one because it's a big skill to learn and to make sure that we heal this gradually. And by taking responsibility, we heal it. We actually do heal it and we end up resolving these issues within us. We don't act on them anymore. That's how you know they're resolved. Unresolved issues means we act on things, on anger, on uh, behaviors, uh, or on thoughts or beliefs that we haven't even checked, we haven't looked into, understood why we have these beliefs and thoughts that make us act this way. That's why they call, they are called unresolved issues. We need to resolve them, okay? We need to know where they come from. We take responsibility for them and respond differently. And that would be with any skill that we're trying to learn, especially when it has to do with our past, especially when it is unresolved. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. <laughs> I hope this was helpful. <laughs> oh, God. There's going to be a lot of editing going on on this one. I love you guys. I'm sending you love and light and the understanding that a slave is a master in disguise. This has been an episode of Drive Through.